Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast, episode number 13. I have to apologize, it's been a while since I've actually been on here. Um, things have been a little crazy. Got multiple businesses going on, uh, multiple different uh, hacks, as you want to call it, going on. So I've just been really preoccupied between everything. And I apologize, I haven't been able to get here to do some um, some new stuff. We've had a major change of events going on right now. We are sitting here uh, in middle of March, in the middle of March 2020. And the world has been changed um, upside down uh, more than I have probably ever really, well, more than I think any of us have actually seen it that are still alive today. Uh, we have a major uh, epidemic going on, and it's a, it's a virus that has spread uh, out of China and crossed the entire country, something I didn't think I'd ever actually speak about, didn't think things like this actually still happen or could happen, uh, epidemics, but they can, and and that's, that's what we're going to talk about today, not particularly the epidemic, but the impact and effect on it and what kind of effect and impact it has on your life and in your, your business um, career. Um, one of the things I keep hearing over and over again on the news, um, that's, that's of course not the best to hear, is, is service-based businesses are getting affected uh, substantially between um, what's going on in the world. My father, if he was alive today, would never expect this. My wife's father would never, couldn't believe this is actually going on in the world. Uh, but we are all kind of quarantined, essentially. Um, we do, I do go out. I still have a business, but we are scaled down for two reasons. Uh, number one reason, and most importantly, is obviously the safety of our employees and the safety of our customers uh, to make sure that we're not um, adding to the problem, that we're uh, quarantining ourselves and taking major safety precautions, wearing vests where needed when somebody is sick in the home, um, not because we're necessarily worried about bringing whatever is going on out there into the home. Uh, but to make sure we don't cross-contaminate somebody, we can go to the house, might have a, um, a sensitive system, sensitive immunity system, and, and uh, we don't want to compromise their safety uh, by something going into one house. Somebody might have something taking another house. And you would think that's something you would be able to do every day, but now it's much more urgent in nature with everything that's going on. And again, this is worldwide. This isn't just in New Jersey or in the United States. This is everywhere. It obviously has affected us in the United States because it started in China and we had a lot of uh, people coming back and forth to get here. Um but affecting service-based businesses, in particular the restaurant segment, and I have a coaching client that is in the restaurant industry, and he and she are very freaked out right now. Um, they don't know where to go because their entire life was shut down overnight. Here in New Jersey, in particular where they're at, um, they can't operate. The only thing they can do is do delivery and takeout, which the only plus right now going on is because we are such a social world and delivery services like door uh door i'm not sure what they're called uh but different um uh, restaurant delivery services there's a bunch of them i guess um that can deliver things and it's become a norm and convenient to have more delivery than ever has changed the uh, the market at least in the united states at least in new jersey here um for the better when it comes to that doordash i'm sorry so a company like DoorDash or other companies, um, they are accustomed to delivery in the city of New York, Manhattan in particular, but the entire city of New York, delivery is a big thing. 
So it, the restaurants are still delivering. They still is, in, in New York, it's probably 50% of their business or better. In New Jersey, it's probably 20% of their business. But now it's become 100% of the income they can bring in, 100% of the sales they can grow in their business because of this. Now, this is something none of us could have seen. We knew that there was a virus coming out of there, out of China. China was not, uh, I believe, from what I understand, forthcoming and open about everything. So, of course, you know, again, we're talking mid-March of 2020. And in a period of just three weeks, the entire world has changed because this virus that started back in 2019 was not disclosed uh, openly, and it affected the world, and we, we got at it um, 10 steps too late, even though I feel that the United States has taken a lot of precautions, has has put thing in motion, things in motion, but how do you plan for something that is unprecedented, that it's never happened, never predicted that it could happen? Now, obviously, the people that are experts out there, the doctors and the people that deal with infectious diseases and things like this, um, they know the, this is a real potential to happen. They know that this really um, can and is a reality in the world we're in today, um, whether it's both uh, from a medical standpoint or the computer experts from a cyber standpoint. There's always an op option uh, out there. Um, you know, I, I heard a long time ago different people were discussing weapons and defense weapons, when, especially when we were battling with North Korea and some other things that we have this capability, this capability. And really it comes down to one sonic boom, one piece called an E... Uh, What's that called? Electromagnetic pulse, EMP, is actually the most powerful weapon because that shuts all the electric off on the planet. So one EMP could cause more damage than anything and send us right back to the Stone Ages. So even though this is an issue and we're quarantined and it affects businesses and people's livelihood and their freedom and their ability to go and, and live their day the way they're used to, that would be so much worse. Um, so how do you plan or try to plan for things like this. Well, I want to start for our business in particular. I'm in the carpet and tile cleaning business, and I'm in the consulting coaching business. Um, that's what started this podcast, is me being able to dispel information that not everybody could afford or could use or, or can help them out down the road. Maybe they'll hire a company like us or somebody else that can help get them there. Um, but we did it because I wanted to be able to put the information out there in order to have um, somebody grow and learn from the information uh, to a certain extent that I'm helping a lot of my clients and customers with. And obviously, one is proprietary and unique to them, and it's working on their business one at a time. I don't do anything generalized, so every client is like each particular client has a different aspect. We don't do a one-size-fits-all punch. Um, when I opened the company with my partner, it, I had no interest in doing that. And I, I never will have an interest in doing that one-size-fits-all uh, approach because everybody has a different thought, different mentality, different way to do it. And we've had clients that have accepted every piece of advice we've given. We have clients that have accepted 10% of it, and we no longer work with them because we can't make the difference that they're looking for. And it's not their fault. It's our fault for um, not being able to do what needed to happen there. Um, so we fall on our own circle when it comes to that. But long story short... Um, these are real um, things in the world that can affect you and do affect you and will affect you. Um, in the service-based businesses, we're used to going into homes and buildings and, and serving our customers and clients. In the restaurant business, clients are used to coming to them. Well, the rules have changed. Now they have to bring it to the clients and customers. 
you know, and they're adapting the best they can with this. Again, it's unforeseen. Going back to what I was saying before, before I got my little tiny way off base here two seconds ago, um, we plan. So in the carpet and upholstery cleaning business, um, we have seasons in particular. We'll go with that one right now. And we know that in, in New Jersey, in the spring, summer, and fall are our main season. And in fact, that summer is usually our busiest. Uh, spring could be our busiest. Fall used to be the busiest years ago, but it can go a bunch of different ways. Just depends. But I'd say fall is moderate at best. Spring and summer are our times to make money. That the first quarter of every year is very slow. I just pulled a PL this morning. And if you don't know what a, a PL is, uh, it's profit and loss. And um, we, we have to work with every client when it comes to profit and loss. They have to know where they're making their money, if they're going to hire us, that it's an investment in their growth and their future. And they have to understand financials across the board for both them and their business and their future. We know that the first quarter in New Jersey's best is um, going to be lower because it's winter. Nobody's had us. Now, the winter this year in 2020 has been extremely mild, and that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's it's good. The negative to it is things haven't impacted in order to dirty carpets in particular. So um, we haven't had a lot of snow here. In fact, I think we've had one snowstorm, which is unheard of for the Northeast. Um, you call it global warming, call it whatever you want, but it's what's happened. And it's, um, it's, it's certainly changed it, but we were much busier this winter than, say, last year. Even though the winter last year was relatively mild, too, as well, it was nowhere near as mild as this year. Um, so we were much busier. We had days and we had several days where it was 50 and 60 degrees. I mean, we expected now going into mid-March, going into April in New Jersey, it's going to start getting warmer and warmer. Um, you know, not super warm yet. We still got a few months away from that, but it becomes pretty seasonal here. Nice in the spring. Very nice. Um, and we do get some rain and things like that typically, which do help increase um, people hiring our services. So that's kind of cool um, when it comes to that. But um, we plan for that downtime. Now, the negative is for us, the first quarter is slow. And now we have this unexpected, we'll call it a tragedy. I mean, it, it is, it's, a, it's an impact that none of us can, can change. Um, people are scared. They can't have us in their houses. They don't want to have us in their houses. Granted, we're still out there working a couple days a week, but we went from working five days a week to working two to three days a week to two and a half days a week. So it literally cut it in half. Um, we are coming out of and still in our slower time, but we expect right now to be considerably busier. We expect to be out five days a week right now. Um, and, and, and sometimes six days a week. So it, it does hurt a little bit um, going into it. We were coming out of our slow season. So in business, you have to plan for the downtimes, long story short. We knew that our winter, our first quarter of the year, is our slow season. So we plan and budget and don't spend what we'd spend the rest of the year because we can't. We know in, traditionally, and again, off of pulling our P&L and pulling our financial records and pulling our everything we have as, as far as a background resource tells us that first quarter is always slow. So we don't spend in the first quarter like we do the rest of the year because we know we're going to be slower. And we're going into it in December, in November, we were winding down. We're still spending, but we're winding down. And then it kind of really gets trimmed down the first quarter of the year. Again, we're technically a seasonal business. So we plan for that. The downside to this is we are coming out of our slowest time of the year. So 
we are still spending money to ramp up, including SEO programs and a lot of marketing things that are going to be done to really crank into the spring. In another month, we should have been, and, and God willing will be, uh, extremely busy going into the spring. So we've already ramped up things starting last month from an SEO standpoint. We've already spent things out there in order to get our spring ramped up before this ever hit. So we prepared for the downtime, but we didn't prepare that we're going to have to come out of the downtime in another downtime. What do you do when it comes to that? Well, you have to plan. Obviously, right now, um, we want to support our local business. We're a local business, and people support us locally here. So like local restaurants, we can't go into restaurants right here, but we want to go and order uh, food from them. We want to support them. We want to promote them. In fact, on my Facebook page, uh, page my personal one and the business, I constantly say, um, go out and support your local businesses. Because if you don't, they won't be here. And that's more tragic than anything because that will affect the economy more than anything. If a business, if businesses will go out of business over this in, in mass droves, it's just unfortunate. It's, it's, it's their businesses that are over leveraged. And when you're over leveraged or you don't have any resources to pull from, um, times like this will just crush you. And, and times like this will hurt us substantially to keep everybody on, to keep everything going. Um, hurt us because we're not doing anywhere near as much work yet we have um, we have expenses and we have overhead in order to cover to keep everybody going um, so we still have expenses and we are going to do the best we can personally to keep that going without dipping into um, any type of government throwback they're going to have or dipping into resources where we can't go any further lower or we risk um, going out of business ourselves and we try to plan for that. But again, like I just said, we're coming out of our downtime. How do you plan for that? Two weeks ago, I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone with our, with our, our, our marketing um, person that deals with our website and our SEO. And I'm like spending thousands of dollars um, immediately. And I'm going to be for months on end um, to make this work. So I'm already like not predicting this is what, this is what happens. I guess really what my message here today is and what this podcast is about is you need to, and I've said this years ago, and I've kind of fallen off track with it. I mean, I always monitored my numbers and always reassessed our business plan, reassessed what we need to do. But we need to do it constantly. And I would say on a month-to-month basis, at a minimum going forward, you need to assess your business's health. You need to assess where you're at and where you want to be. And you have to assess that, frankly, shit happens. You know, if I have a truck that goes down or a piece of major equipment that goes down that costs thousands of dollars, how do you fund that? Well, that happens. That happens even in the best of markets. And if you have $4,000 in the bank and you have a $5,000 machine go down and your credit cards are maxed and your line of credit is maxed and you have no distributor, you have a big problem on your hands. So even though this is a tragic set of events going on right now that are unprecedented in the world, particularly in the United States, and in particular in our community in New Jersey, we have to realize that things are going to come up. You have to plan for things to come up. You have to expect that things are going to come up. You have to expect that shit is going to get thrown at you like you can't imagine. Um, we've all probably been through tough times, whether it's in our personal life and our business life. Everybody's been through that. And you've had to punch back. You have to punch uphill, so to speak, in order to get um, your life back to where it needs to be. 
my point here in this entire conversation, my advice to the listeners here today is this. Constantly reevaluate what you need to do, what you need to spend. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze something. You have to go with your gut sometimes, and I'm going my gut. When it came to speaking about this major spend on marketing, I could have called him and said, exit, stop right now. I know I'm losing the money. I know I've just spent thousands, three, four thousand dollars right now up front. Don't do it anymore. I can't afford to take any more hits. And I did not. I did quite the opposite. Because the SEO program going into the, I know it's going to take time for me to do it. So I had two choices. And this is what this story is about. This, this podcast is about. Cut my losses or keep rolling into it. I'm an investor. Just like the market, when you when the market's bad, you want to buy. If you can, you want to buy. You reinvest. You want to buy low, sell high, as the, as the term goes. I'm no different when it comes to business. I don't think you should be any different in business. So you can't stop your life because something unforeseen and un, unheard of and almost unrealistic happens. You have to plan that it's going to happen. And now I think as a state, as a country, and as the from the world platform standpoint, we have to expect that things can change at the drop of a dime. And after experiencing something I never thought in my lifetime would ever happen, has happened, we have to plan that shit happens and that we have to be able to roll with the punches, get back up, just like we did in our personal life or business life when something tragic happened. You have to get up, reevaluate where you're at consistently, and figure out how you can move yourself, your family, and your business forward, your life forward. Don't let things that you can't control affect your life. I'm a musician, and I do music for a hobby. Obviously, it's a business. I invest. I can take you around the corner in the back there. There's $25,000 worth of equipment there. It's all an investment. It's all a business. Okay? Right now, the music scene in New Jersey is gone. The music scene in the Northeast, in particular, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, New York in particular, is gone. I have many friends because New Jersey is one of the most active music scenes in the country that are, that are just devastated because their entire world is built on performing and entertaining people and making a livelihood with that and supporting their families on that. That's gone. But I can tell the ones that have treated their business life as a musician as a business because they're not as freaked out right now. Now, things can change the longer this drags out. They know that for the next 30 days, they can't perform. Well, if you're gig to gig and you have never charged enough for the gig and each person did not make enough or you didn't save enough or you spent too much and you were over leveraged, you're in trouble. So the people that run their band like a real business, I've seen them have a very good impact. I mean, they're hurting and they're scared and it's understandable. We all are. If you you're not, you're lying because it's unprecedented. So you have to be scared. But their whole world just got rocked. Now, the only positive thing, the silver lining, is this is a slow season. So even though they're used to playing, if this had happened three months from now in the summertime, and that's when it started and wiped out the whole summer, they would most likely be done and would wipe out 
one of the most incredible things on the planet, and that's the New Jersey music scene. I've been a musician for 30 years on a professional level, on a huge level, on a small level. I can tell you there's no place like New Jersey when it comes to the musical talent and the heart and determination that you will find here in this state. And we will come back. This area has suffered hurricanes. This area has suffered other mass devastation, and it will come back. My suggestion to my listeners and my viewers here on YouTube is a simple plan. Consistently change and reevaluate where you're at. Consistently understand what you can spend. Consistently understand what you can invest. And consistently understand what you need to put away for that rainy day. Because a rainy day is here right now for us. And we have to plan that's going to happen. For our business, we're 30 days cash solid. Okay? We can leverage two months if we had to. It would be very hard to do. But we can do 60 days if we have to. I can't imagine a person's business that if they don't do a job tomorrow, they risk not paying their mortgage. They risk not feeding their kids. I can't even fathom that. So my advice is plan that shit is going to happen because it will. And if it doesn't, you pocket it away for tomorrow. I don't care if you take the money and reinvest in your business, reinvest in your marketing, reinvest in your assets, reinvest in any promotional end of your business in your life. I don't care if you take that money buy real estate with it. I don't care if you take that money and invest it in the market. They're all plausible things. They're all relative things. But understand that you have to do it. You can't sit on the fence. You can't procrastinate. Fuck procrastination. You can't do it anymore. It doesn't exist. It's done. Many years ago, this area was affected by 9-11. We all know what 9-11 is. A horror, horrible event beyond comprehension. People lost their lives for a horrific, senseless act. And it devastated the area, devastated the economy. And we came back stronger than ever. And we will come back stronger than ever from this. But you need to learn that things beyond your control can and most likely will happen. And if you don't plan for that, if you don't think about that, if you don't live your life understanding that's a real reality, then you're going to be in a world of hurt. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to your loved ones. Don't do that to anybody around you, your colleagues, your friends. You're no good to them if you're bitter, upset, and broken. You're only good to them if you can help each other stand. We're only good to each other if we can help each other stand. Thank you so much for being on this podcast today. This is about planning and reevaluating what's best for you and your family and never to take things for granted because they can change like that. And they have. And we will be stronger for it. Have a great day, guys. Again, thank you for listening to episode number 12 of the Service Without Excuses podcast. Have a great day.